Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey, I've got a, I think it's a really short message tonight, but I want it to be short because I want to pray for the sick tonight. I, uh, you know, kind of committed to uh, doing that on a real regular basis on Wednesday night. Haven't done it in, uh, in a while. Want to do it tonight, uh, but my message is going a little bit different direction uh, before I do that. I was just really excited about it. Hope you're excited about it too. Uh, but over the years, and especially over the last several weeks and months as we've been looking at Paul's letters to the early church, I've really kind of hammered this point again and again that God's blessings are for service in God's kingdom. I even had my wife fill in a line from my sermon a couple weeks ago. Do you remember? This is not about you. And I want to amend that statement. I'm not backing off of it, but I want to amend it. I'll change it to say this. This is not just about you. Because you know what it is about you. I didn't forget that. I just kind of got zeroed in on one aspect of this one side of the coin, and forgetting the other. I've preached it, others have preached it, and there's certainly a truth here. And what I mean is this idea that God promises us health and healing and provision and supply because we need to be healthy in order to obey him, in order to carry out his will in our lives. Uh, We need the abundant provision so that we can do everything he tells us to do when he tells him uh, you know, and we need the finances to sow in, into, into kingdom work. We are blessed to be a blessing. I was going, though, through my confessions this morning, speaking over my life, speaking over my house, speaking over my family, and speaking over my body, and I get to the healing part, and I'm saying, I receive healing in my body today, Lord. And uh, head to toe, front to back, side to side, inside and out. Go through the... the Generally the same thing I say every day, and I say, I just receive it, Lord. I know you want it for me because I need to be healed. I need to be healthy in order to fulfill my calling. And all at once, I believe I heard the Lord say, no, you don't. And my mind is flooded with images and names of ministers who are preaching the gospel, glorifying God, getting people saved, Serving God faithfully in the ministry from wheelchairs, with fatal illnesses. You know what I'm talking about? And it wasn't like, oh no. Now what what what's the basis for my receiving healing then? That was God wasn't saying, You don't need to be healed. He was saying, That's not why I heal you. And man, I got to tell you, I was dancing. It was just this bright light that I've seen before. But it just, it was a joyous, joyous uh, illumination. I won't call it a revelation. It wasn't. It was just this, uh... let, me, let me back up for a second. There is, like I said, there's an element of truth to that. You know, if God calls you to go somewhere to get on a plane or a boat, you've, you've got to be reasonably healthy. You've got to be physically able to do the things he calls you to do. 
if you have to buy a ticket or buy a, a place to live when you get there or to do anything God tells you. If God tells you to buy somebody dinner, all right, you need the finances to do it. I get that. And I get it that the healthier I am, the more I can do and the longer I can do it. That's what long life is about, right? But that's really not the issue, especially when it comes to healing, because God can always raise up somebody else to do the job. Oh, he's got to keep brother so-and-so alive because nobody else can do what he's doing. God doesn't need any particular individual. He needs a willing vessel. And I believe there will not be a shortage of those while the Lord tarries. But, you know, even when it comes to our salvation itself, uh, I've referenced this a dozen times probably this year as we're going through these letters, but in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I always say, you know, yes, when you get saved, yes, you're rescued from hell. You're saved from sin. Uh, you're saved from eternal death. But he saved you for a purpose. What did he save you for? He saved you for these good works. But I'm going to quote most of a verse here. And it's a verse you're very, very familiar with. God gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why? Because God so loved the world. Once we are saved, there is indeed work to do. We just read it in Philippians. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. But we know that we're not working for our salvation. We're not earning our salvation. He didn't save us to work us. He saved us to save us. He saved us because he loves us. You know, when Jesus healed we see this, don't we? He healed, he saw the multitudes and was moved with. He had compassion on them. He didn't see, I need to get them healthy so they can go out and do kingdom work. He had compassion on them because they were sick. They were oppressed of the devil. He didn't lay anything on them at the moment that he healed them. And his disciples, when he sent them out, said, go, cast out demons, heal the sick. Freely you have received Freely give. And then this, here's what I want you to look at in Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, And said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, 
Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when they heard these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. He did not say, I have things for her to do, and she can't do them in this condition. His whole rationale for healing on the Sabbath was, she is a daughter of Abraham. She has covenant rights. You are not going to leave your donkey tied up all day on the Sabbath. And this is a covenant daughter of Abraham. And you're asking me to wait one more day after she's been in this condition 18 years? Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Why does God save? Why did he give his son? Because he loves the world. Why does God heal? Because he loves his children. Don't let the devil rob you of your healing because you think you're not doing enough. You can fall into this trap. It's kind of like, it's not the same thing, but it's, it's almost like the, uh, uh, I want to get healed so that I can give a good testimony. Lord, if you'll just heal me of this, I just, I'm believing you so that I can tell other people about this healing. It'll be a great testimony, a great witness. And that's just one step away of saying, God, this is why you made me sick in the first place. You know, some of these people who are glorifying God in their ministry, I believe that God is absolutely using them, and they are glorifying God, and yet I still think they're laboring in error by saying, and God made me sick so that I could glorify him through this sickness. I don't think that's scriptural. Our sickness doesn't need to be a barrier to service. All right? But our healing isn't just so we can serve him. Why does he heal? Because we are his children. And what good father doesn't do everything he can to heal his children? And God can do everything. No matter what's wrong. I just want to... It's been stirring in my mind this, this expectation, and I think we, I may have talked about this recently. I, can, I cannot remember if it was a sermon or a conversation or even just something I was praying out, but if you've heard it, if I said it last week, forgive me, you're going to hear it again. This, this expectation, uh, I, I want our expectations to be higher. I absolutely believe that, you know, you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There's no time frame in that promise, okay? Uh, we do see that in, in, in you know, the case of the, the lepers, they were healed as they went, right? But it looks to me like the pattern, the norm for Jesus was instantaneous, miraculous healing. And when Jesus has this conversation with the elders in the synagogue, why should she not be loosed 
today. I believe that is the heart of God. I believe, and I don't know, I don't know what it is all, at, at any particular time. What keeps me or keeps you or keeps anybody when we need a healing from receiving it in that moment. But I want our expectation to grow to that. I still say, if there's a time when someone, when hands are laid on you, when you are anointed, prayed over, whatever, and you don't receive an instant manifestation, don't give up. Don't say, oh, well, that didn't work. Believe you receive. Believe that the power of God, the anointing, has come into your body to affect a healing and a cure. All right? God's word will not return void. But let's expect and let's believe it's going to happen today. I don't think God gets any pleasure. And I don't believe God gets any glory directly from us suffering one more day was something that Jesus paid a dear price to purchase our deliverance from. That's what those stripes were for, remember? He died on the cross to remove all of our sin, to remove every barrier between us and God himself, to remove every barrier between us and God's promises. He made great and precious promises down through the ages. And it was clear, is clear to all of us, that the only thing that keeps us from receiving that is us not holding up our end of the covenant, us not obeying God, us being sinful and unrighteous. And once we see that, God says, here is the cure. I'm going to take all your sinfulness, your unrighteousness, and I'm going to credit that. I'm going to lay it on Jesus and crucify him. And we do away with that debt. We do away with that barrier. Suddenly, you're qualified for all of those promises. Now, that itself is enough to get healed on. But I love the fact that God nailed the healing promise down with those stripes. By his stripes, we were healed. That's why Jesus took that beating. He didn't have to be beaten for our forgiveness. So, do you believe these songs we sang tonight, I wrote them down so I would remember what we sang and in what order. But they were perfect preparation, I believe, for a healing line. I will live, I will not die. Christ revealed and I am healed in Jesus' name. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Not just a servant of God, not just a Christian, not just a believer. I am a child of God, a son of God. I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am whole. And we sang some good confessions. We sang some good doctrinally sound stuff tonight that I believe God is using to prepare our hearts to receive healing. And if there's something else, if it's another struggle in your life, same thing. God doesn't take any pleasure in your poverty or your debt or your uh, distress of any kind. This is a healing line. But if you would like me to simply pray, it'll be a quick one, a prayer of agreement for deliverance, for victory in whatever area of your life. I believe God my heart, what, what's rolling around in my heart is, let's get moving faster on this stuff. 
Let's get free. Let's get healed. And then let's, as a response, a loving response to a father who loves us like that, what do you think? What, what would you think about a child who was perfectly taken care of? Everything supplied by perfect parents. And they are, we, we don't have any in here, but God is. Uh, this is the illustration. But if you, you look and say, man, they didn't do anything wrong. And the kid prospers. He's healthy. He's, he's, he's given everything to prepare him for a good life. And when he leaves, when he's 18, when he's 20, when he's married, whatever, and he leaves, never acknowledges anything his parents ever did never thinks about doing anything to display his gratitude, never gives them any credit. There's something wrong there, isn't there? And God does all this for us, provides all this for us. The only right response is, what can I do for you, Dad? What can I do for you, Father? What can I do? We can't repay it. I just want to acknowledge it. This life that I have, I have because you gave it to me. I'm going to invite you up here in a minute. I might as well ask you this too. Everything I said tonight about healing, and particularly the passage there in Luke where Jesus talks about his daughter of Abraham. Think of it, 18 years she's been like this. You want me to wait one more day? He's talking about a covenant right. I know of people who've been healed by prayer. They've been healed, uh, people who are sinners, who aren't yet believers, who were healed by the laying on of hands. But as far as faith, receiving healing by faith, that is for, that is a covenant promise. It's for the believer. It's for the children of God, God's family. Um, I'll lay hands on you no matter what. But you can come up here expecting it if you are a believer. believer. I'm saying this because if you're not yet, if you've not committed your heart to Christ, if you've not made that decision, by all means, let's take care of that first. You just come on up here in the line, and when I start to pray, grab my hand and say, Scott, I'm not saved yet. i got to get saved. I want to give my heart to Jesus. We'll do that first, all right? But I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer to prepare us for this, and then, then just come up here and let me pray for you. Come up here expecting. Come up here ready. There is nothing magical about this, but there is something supernatural about this. We are obeying God. Lay hands on the sick they shall recover. Heal the sick. This is what I am doing. I believe that when you come up here in faith and I lay hands on you in faith, that the power of God is going to be present to heal you now. Do you believe that? All right. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for victory, Lord. You have promised us all of these things. We are your children, and we are so grateful that we have such a loving Father, a Father who knows every detail about our lives and loves us anyway, a Father who has spared no expense to buy us back, to put us in a position to receive all the good things you have for us. Father, thank you for loving us like this. It's my prayer, Lord, that if there's anybody, even one single person in the sound of my voice who does not know you yet as Father, that above all, they would come to know you tonight. So reveal their need, reveal that lack to them, Father, and grant them everything they need to boldly come and receive that salvation, that free gift of eternal life tonight. And I pray now, Lord God, you have promised that that your Holy Spirit be manifest in our midst and that he brings gifts into this body. Father, we earnestly covet the best gifts. And since we have been talking about healing, since you, have, since you have stirred this message up in me, I believe 
that the gift of healing is going to be present in this room tonight. We believe that you're not a God who delights in us walking one more day in pain and sickness, but you are a God who delights in delivering us miraculously, instantly. This is what you showed us in the ministry of your son, Jesus. This is what Jesus did. We believe Jesus himself is in this room through the Holy Spirit, living in us, speaking in us, walking uh, in us. And so, Father, as we obey you with the practice of a laying on of hands, we believe the power is here to effect a healing and a cure now, tonight. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you come. Let's pray. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.